Welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. Be sure to check us out on iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. Click that subscribe button and leave a comment. Anyways, I got my guy Q in here. I'm your host, Kyle Coglatori, so let's get right into it. Q, you're back from Vegas. Did you make some money while you were out there? No. No money? You not. lost money? <laughs> I did not. I know you, I know you didn't lose money on, on my, my prop bets that I sent your way. I only, I only was wrong about one. Uh... Actually, that was probably the only one that I did. Because I, I was right about, uh, well, actually, I'm going to confess, I was wrong about Devontae Smith. I thought he was going to go past 11 and a half, and he went right before. Uh, That's but the Jamar, only one I did. Jamar Chase, I said, Jamar Chase was a lock. He went, he, I was right. He went at five. I said, Pitts was a lock. He went right where I said he would go. Um, and first drafted running back was Najee Harris, which I was right about. And then also Bama players. So I was I was right, man. I was right. You should have made some money. I mean, the odds were for those were so heavy, it really wasn't worth me putting a wager on those. It was like, I think the lowest odds for those other props were like minus 255. So to even make 100 bucks, I would have to put up 255. So I was just like, eh, I'm not going to mess around with those heavy juiced ones like those are obvious ones but i did do the Devonte smith and i'm sorry you it, lost was, money it, was, on Devontae. It, it was a it was a close one man if they didn't uh i think if i forgot who made the trade it was a trade Cowboys. The, yeah Cowboys Cowboys made a trade. Made you. if we didn't make a trade to with with the eagles the eagles wouldn't have had that wide receiver yeah because he would have fell to the giants yep so i think that was that but Overall, I mean, can't be mad. It was, it was fine. Well, do you want to stick with the NFL, or should we jump into the NBA before we go dive into all the NFL? Because a lot of this is going to be about the NFL today. Well, since we were talking about the NFL draft, anyways, we should just stick to the NFL and, and keep it rolling. So we got some pretty hot news this time around, and you know, it's the off season. A lot of guys are training. A lot of guys are getting, you know, waived and drafted and. We're going to have some new faces and some new places. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of commotion going on. They're, they're getting out with the old and getting in with the new. Um, my my team, my the only team that really, really, you know, gets me going is the Vikes. I'm a diehard. I bleed purple. Um, this draft class, I didn't love it, but I liked some things about it. Um I mean, we got Christian Darasaw, and I love how we, we went from 14 and f- fell back to 23rd, and we gave up the 143rd overall pick, but we also acquired the 66th overall pick and the 86th overall pick. Um, I think Christian Darasaw is a legit left tackle, a true left tackle. I don't think he's like an Ezra Cleveland where he has the shorter arms and he'll get bumped into guard. I think this guy will actually be a staple on the outside. Um, so that's good. I know he had a little bit of injury concerns. I think he had a surgery on his stomach or something like that. So hopefully he's, he's gonna be ready to go. And I think that's why he slid down as far as he did. I honestly think the Vikes didn't think he would be there at 23rd. Um, I know they even tried to trade up, but they thought it was too much to ask to draft him after they fell back to 23rd. Um, 
but I, I, overall for sliding back acquiring that you know that that draft capital that was that was a plus but i think it was a huge bummer when you're sitting at 14 and a guy like justin fields is right there right there and you let him go to a division rival like the bears and i know the bears sold their soul for that pick um I mean, they gave up next year's first and then some. Well, shit, um, they, they need it. <laughs> they need it. But, I they mean, do you want to sit there and bad. play against Justin Fields for the next 10, 15 years, twice a year? Probably not. But then again, I mean, it, it'll be fun for, you know, the entertainment purpose just because you'll get to see him in action, you know, at, at least twice a year. But then again, you also got Kellen Mond, you know, on the rise. So that'll be kind of nice for the Vikings' future. And so some of the Vikes, uh, I don't know if it was necessarily the coaching staff, but a lot of the people on the scouting department thought Kellen Mond and Justin Fields were neck and neck. I know Fields was kind of falling in the draft, which I thought was pretty garbage because he deals with epilepsy. Um, He's managed it. He hasn't had an episode in quite some time. But supposedly that's why he was falling, even though he only fell to, what, eight? That's still not very, you know, far as far as people thought he would. But some people have Kellen Mond and him neck and neck. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, Kellen Mond had a really good coach in Jimbo Fisher. That that year that he had with Jimbo Fisher was unbelievable. Um, I just don't – I don't know. He kind of reminds me of a, a Colin Kaepernick. I think he's got a better throwing motion than Colin Kaepernick. But I don't know if he's as, as athletic, but maybe he is. I, I think Colin was pretty – pretty freakish as far yeah, as I, I think goes. that's a, I think that's a pretty good comparison uh, he probably had you know some some pretty good talent around him along with Jimbo Fisher being his coach but you know it's different when you make that transition to the pros that's that's the thing about it like we hear this thing about Ohio State quarterbacks never pan out but then again I think Justin Fields is coming into a pretty unique situation an organization as well with the Bears. They got some pieces around, but we'll see what he can he can do with them. Obviously, Trubisky wasn't the answer, but then again, also Kellen Mound, he'll have an opportunity as well. Uh, I think within the next couple of years. I don't. And the thing too that's kind of blowing my mind is everybody saying this is somebody Kirk's got to get worried about. I don't know why. Not I yet. don't understand why. I don't think it, Kirk has anything to worry about. I don't think Kellen's coming for the top spot anytime soon. Um, maybe he can develop down the line. But if you really think about it, quarterbacks that have done well in the third round, what do we got? Nick Foles and Russell Wilson? Maybe Matt Schaub? I mean, that's it. Probably hundreds of players over the course of the last I don't know, 30, 40 years in the third round as quarterbacks probably. And we're talking about three guys that were productive. One, that's great. But the other two, somewhat productive. I think Matt Schaub had a couple good seasons, and obviously Big Dick Nick, he won a Super Bowl. But do we think Kellen Mond is going to do that same thing? Is it possible? Yes. Is it highly uh, unlikely? Yes. Am yeah, I rooting my- for Yes, because it's the Vikes, but – Am I a realist? Yes. Do I think he's probably going to do it? Odds are not in his favor. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to put these heavy expectations on this, you know, third-round quarterback, rookie, you know, also into a 
not the greatest organization he's coming into as well, but they're young and they're, they'll be talented as well. You know, obviously Justin Jefferson's still there. Dalvin, you know, keep him healthy. Adam, like, I think that would be a great group for him to really, you know, work the offense around with him being able to be mobile. I think that would really help the Vikings offense just because like you got passing weapons, you have a rushing weapon. And you have a mobile quarterback. Obviously, we know Kirk isn't the guy that wants to run five, ten plus yards. You know, Mound can actually do that. He has legs, so that'll be unique. I, I would love to see him. You know, more than not, you know, be on the field this year. Obviously, we don't wish for injury on anyone, but if there's an opportunity for him to be on the field longer than some, you know, blowout snaps or something like that, I think it'll be fun to watch him. I'm 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 wishing for the best, but I mean my expectations are I think even lower than when we had Tavares, and I wasn't even a fan of the Tavares Jackson uh, pick back in the day. And great yeah. human beings, I think they're awesome people, but I just don't. And R.I.P. Tavares, but I just don't. I'm not a big fan of drafting QBs in general, so I'm I'm very pessimistic about them panning out. Um, some other picks, so that I. I actually really like this pick, this third overall, seven, or third pick, third round, 78th overall, Chaz Surratt. Um, he's pretty raw. He used to be a college quarterback. Um, the kid can move. I don't know if he's necessarily uh, really into diagnosing everything yet. I don't think it comes second nature because he's so new to the position. But I think he has the talent, and he will progress very well. And, I mean, yeah. Dude, for a kid who's as solid as he is, he's all over the football field. He's athletic as hell. I think he could turn into something in the long run. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely an athlete. You know, we saw that in college. Uh, was it North Carolina? He was where he was. Mm-hmm. He had some uh pretty talented team there on both sides of the ball as well. Pretty explosive team. So I think uh I think that'll be a good fit. Needs. He'll have the ability to be able to learn from someone, you know, all pro like Eric Kendrick. So he's in a good situation. I like it. I like his prospects. Um, I also love the Wyatt Davis pick. That might be my favorite pick of the whole draft, just based on the fact that we got him 86th overall. Last year, that kid would have been a first-round draft pick. He fell a little bit this year, but he's got football in his blood. Family was in the league. He's just, I think he's going to be a stud. And hopefully he slides right in there. I don't know if they'll bump Ezra over to the left side and keep him and Wyatt at the right side or vice versa. But I do think it helps our, you know, our line. Our line's where we've been trashed for the last three, four, five years. Um, and that, that wraps up the whole trade. Sliding back from 14 is what got us Christian Darasaw, Kellen Mond, and Wyatt Davis. Um, then we go into the fourth round. This is where I didn't really love the draft. This is where it kind of hit me. Um, Kini Nwangwu, I think he's yeah. a freak athlete. But, I mean, he's going to be just a special teamer. We could have gone after a guy like Chubba Hubbard there. Or we could have gone after Tylen Wallace there. There's a lot of good football players there. And we literally decided to pick a fourth rounder for a special teamer. That threw me through a loop. Well, um, you know, you got to fill some fill some spots, fill some pieces, and we'll see what he contributes to the team. Yeah, then we hopefully got, they uh, got more plans for him, you know, other than you know just special teams. But I guess I we'll see. I once, so. uh, I don't think he's gonna be. I don't think he'll ever see it. 
the ball. He might, he might, he might tote it a couple times, man. He might be a returner. He might be a. I mean, I really think he's going to be a gunner. Is what I think he'll be. He he's so fast in the open field. It's just getting him to that point. I don't know if he'll ever. You know, from from the film that we saw, it seems like he's kind of past. Like it doesn't seem natural for him. Like he looks the part. He's athletic as all get up, but he doesn't. It doesn't seem to be a natural thing for him. I hope I eat my words though, and I hope he's amazing. Um, fourth rounder, we got Cameron Bynum, who was a cornerback. Um, he's getting switched over to safety. Wasn't very fast, but maybe he'll be a developmental piece that'll take over for your boy Xavier Woods down the road after his one-year deal. I don't know. I don't know if you have much interest in that or not. Uh, not too much at all. Not at all. Then we got some uh, some DNs that fit that athletic profile that Andre Patterson really likes. A fourth rounder that we got from the Bills, uh, Janarius Robinson. We also had a. Where's the other one? Which round was that? Oh, am I missing it? Actually, uh, which no. one? The old, oh, the other kid's a D tackle. That's the kid that they really liked. That was um. Yep. Same school as yep. Same school as Aaron Donaldson or Aaron Donald, and that kid he's uh. A lot smaller than Aaron, and Aaron's not very tall. So I wonder if he's going to be – I think he was at about 290 or so. And then we had that returner from Iowa, Amir Smith-Marset. He's supposed to be a freak returner. So I'm excited about him. And then we got that kid, that fifth rounder from the Steelers, 168th overall from Central Missouri, Zach Davidson. He was – a D2 tight end who actually was recruited as a punter and then worked his way up to being a tight end. I guess he was a string bean coming out of high school, but he's a giant. He's like six, seven. Um, So he's supposed to be a freaky pass catching type prospect. Hopefully he turns into something. If not, maybe we, we throw him back out there punting. I don't know. (laughs) Well, at least you got an option. There's a lot of players that are just, you know, one dimensional. Now, if you got a, you know, tight end that can play punter, you know, you got a backup guy, he might have a boot. Oh, know. he's got he got a boomer. I think he averaged like forty four yards a punt. Big time, big time. Um, the other things that were that were being kicked around, the Vikes are looking at Orion Kerrigan and Didi Westbrook, who I think would both be some upgrades to the roster. Didi could fill in that that wide receiver three spot and I think he'd be a stud. Ryan Kerrigan He's been a great player for a very long time, super productive. Um, I mean, some would argue he was better than Everson Griffin. I don't know. I would love to see Everson back, but I don't think he's coming back after them tweets about Kirk. So if we could bring in a Ryan Kerrigan, a player of that, you know, that magnitude, I think that would be huge. It might be safe to say Ev is not coming back. I think it's pretty safe to say. I think he's I think he's gone. I think he played himself. And I if think he, he does, had a high chance. If he does, it'll be when Kirk's gone. Yeah, I don't think – I don't think – I don't even know if he'll be in the league next year. I think he needed the Vikes to bring him back, and then he said what he said, and I don't think it's going to happen. I'm really sad about it because I love Everson. Um, then we got the Aaron Rodgers drama. Aaron Rodgers, I heard he was quoted saying he's going to go hang out with his family before he goes back to the Packers. We all know he doesn't talk to his family. He he might as well uh, do what's best for him, man. Me being, uh, you know, a hometown 
I guess, Packer guy, not necessarily, but being surrounded around Packer fans. I know they love him die hard, of course, but is this the best situation for him? Like, obviously, he can go anywhere and probably make the organization better than what it is. If it's not Green Bay, where is it? I see the the Broncos are in are in good talks. I think that would be cool to see him in a Broncos uniform. I think that'd be a great spot for him. That'd be a great opportunity, and that would be very fun to watch those division matchups: the Chiefs versus Broncos. Oh man! Oh Ooh. yeah, sign us up. The NFL needs it. Really, it would be ideal. I'd love to see that. And you know what the, the best news is, is this really is, you know, for Vikes fans, this is one step closer to Aaron Rodgers finally becoming a Viking, which we know is inevitable. And then he'll destroy the Packers twice a year for maybe two more seasons. That's in our near future, you guys. And I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I guess that gives the uh, the Vikings a, a, a chance to, to beat the Packers eventually. Eventually? We got yeah, him last year. Consistently, I should say. Oh, my God. Oh, my Not eventually. God. Consistently. If Aaron Rodgers is gone, you guys will probably tear them up for years in a row. Maybe Jordan loves the answer, though. I just feel like the Packers, what they have, 30 damn near 40 years of unbelievable QB play and Brett Favre and, and Aaron Rodgers, and all they got was two Super Bowl rings. You cannot tell me if those two guys would have spent the same amount of time in a purple and gold uniform that they'd only have two rings. You can't Why tell not? me that. You can't. They'd have at least double. At least. Now, we yeah. all know how you are with your comparisons, and <laughs> I don't know about that. The Packers have of- never put defense around those players, especially Rodgers. Rodgers has never had a defense his whole career in Green Bay. I beg to differ. Oh, my God. They've had some some very talented defensive teams. A defensive player, you mean? You mean they've had a defensive defensive player? Oh, they have plenty. Come on now. I think there was a statistic I just read the other day, and it was about Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Aaron Rodgers, and comparing the GOAT debate. And it stated how the biggest discrepancy between the three is how Tom Brady has consistently had a great defense around him his whole career. And I I think it was like, it was like 46% of the time Tom Brady's team has kept the other team below 21 points. Peyton Manning had that like 28% and Aaron Rodgers had it like 21%. His whole career. So and you cannot tell me there's been a good defense. Three great quarterbacks in comparison to how many quarterbacks in the NFL? <laughs> yeah, but we're talking we're just comparing those three though. Those three's defensive situations. Their counterpart on the other end of the field. It's probably safe to say the teams aren't as good as those other two quarterbacks. I don't think the Packers defense were as good as, as Manning's teams or Brady's teams, but they're good. I'd really be curious to see if Aaron Rodgers has ever had a top 10 defense. I, it's hard to say that they're not. If I mean, they made the NFC championship. Is their is their defense not top 10 to make it that far? 
plenty of teams can make it that far without a top 10 defense. Plenty of teams. They can. I mean, there's some type of balance between offense and defense, but something has to give. Yeah. Either you're going to stop teams from getting points or you're going to outscore teams. Which one? I think there was another percentage where most of the games in the playoffs, they would be over 35 points for Aaron Rodgers. And then he's putting That's up not, There's no defense what that means. Then. There's no defense is what that means. It happens. Don't lie, Q. Numbers don't lie. They, they do a lot. All it right, depends right. on which angle you want to look at it from. That's all. I'm just looking at it. I'm just looking at it over here in reality. We're looking at it over here in reality. Over here, I'm I'm just keeping it. We know how you like to look at things from different angles. So you're coming from a a enemy's perspective. (laughs) Well, you want to talk about your Cowboys? Looks like Van Der Esch is on his way out. They declined that fifth year. Drafted Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox. Are we going to not see Jalen Smith over there very long too? I think Jalen will stick around. Um, I love the the pickup from for Micah, and the fifth year decline for Van Der Esch. I think it's fine. Um, he he seems to struggle with staying on the field, you know, throughout the course of a season. I feel like every season he's been injured, you know, at least for a third, a quarter of the season due to something. Same was like that with Sean Lee. You know, Sean Lee had a pretty solid career with us, but. He couldn't really stay on the field. You know, he was hurt so much. And Van Der Esch, is, he's a good player. But then again, like, do you want to go spend that money for his fifth year and try to keep him long term when you just got a stud in the draft? I think it's a good business decision. So um, as far as Jalen Smith, I think he'll stick around. Um, I mean, you know, we don't have to pay Van Der Esch. You know, Jalen can end up, you know, keeping those numbers and, I mean, he was our leading tackler as far as linebackers. He was on the field the most. But, yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good move. You know, I, I Cowboys' problem is never going to be offense. It's always going to be defense. As yeah, it's always really there. been that as well. I feel like our defense has never been, you know, the, the focal point. You know, we've always had some talent on offense, but then there was coaching problems, play calling quarterbacks we've we've always had some type of issue on offense but it really wasn't the talent i feel like defense is the one that has to put it together and i think they're on the field i think what killed them too in this draft not that i don't like the micah parsons draft pick especially when you fall back and get them at 12 but i think them missing out on patrick sertan definitely altered their whole draft and i think that, that altered their defense too they needed that corner yeah, I think we did, but I also think that we probably needed the linebacker more, especially with uh, declining Van Der Esch's fifth year. And, you know, we, we couldn't pass up on Parsons. You know, we, we obviously got a, a corner as well. Obviously not as good as Sertan, but, you know, we're, we don't have any corners that are in that position to decline a fifth-year option or that we need to stay. You know, we're just – it's strictly rebuild mode over there. So maybe we can develop some young talent. You know, we can get them to, you know, stud status. But uh, we'll see. I'm just hoping McCarthy still, you know, tanks. He just keeps it going. I I still don't forgive him for all them years against the Vikes. Yeah, it's it's weird seeing him over there. Uh, I can say that as well. You know, I'm not used to seeing him coach. I'm used to seeing some 
coward over there who doesn't want to play call. It's, you know, and it's uh, offensive coordinators. You know, they're getting better. The play calling is getting better. It's more so just executing at this point. Okay. Let's jump into the NBA. Should we Should we start with Jimmy and Cat and their beef? Yeah, I mean, why not? Let's start it with some controversy. I'm uh, I'm curious to see. I, I I think he was quoted saying, "I punked you once already. You're a loser." Cat kind of laughed. Um, the innuendo. I guess we all don't know for sure, but clearly there's some some bad blood there. Yeah, it's been some bad blood for a while between those two. Um, you know, rumors that you know a couple couple things happened. And I don't know. Uh, I feel like that's always going to be the case between those two. There's really no way to mend that. So that's what we'll see from now on and every time they play and match up. But then again, it's them, him being a loser. Like it's, it's hard to overcome some of those things that he's saying as well, just because they're always losing, (laughs) unfortunately, but. It's it's cool. It's fun to see. I I do still stand by this statement. I wish that there was some type of subscription that we could purchase that is like an uncensored mic'd up. You, you know, so like you can really hear what they're saying. You know, like that is a money maker right there. You know, I don't I don't have that many ideas for you know all these other media outlets, but I think uncensored mic'd up. NFL, NBA, I think those should be packages that are offered because people will pay to hear what you say on the court. And I know those conversations get get really spicy. Oh yeah. That'd be that'd be epic. That's a billion dollar idea right there. Yeah. So um, maybe I might maybe I might pitch it on Shark Tank or something. Um, <laughs> you know, try to try to talk to Cuban. You know, I had a I had a little bit of ties in the, the Maverick organization, so maybe I can uh Reach out to them and see what we can do. Well, then we got the Lakers. The Lakers are in trouble. It's actually pretty funny because last year when the Lakers were in first place, LeBron was so happy that they they created this play-in tournament for the teams and thought it was great. But now that LeBron is really in trouble, he's actually, you know, scratching to get into the playoffs. He's not happy with this play-in tournament and claims whoever created it should be fired. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of feedback from a few NBA players, and it sounds like no one's for it. Really? It sounds like they just want to keep it how it is. It's additional games. Injuries are already happening. Like, why change the structure due to, you know, COVID, due to a late start of the season? So uh, it's, it's unique. Obviously, from a fan's perspective, we... We're all for it. We want to see some, you know, competitive basketball that actually matters, you know, and it's it's a little different than the actual seven-game series. So I like it. Obviously, I'm sure most fans will love it just because it's something different. It's a, another brand of playoff basketball. But from a, a player's perspective, I could understand why they don't. And in this situation, the Lakers are – they're looking to match up against the Suns, which they match up great. You know, they just played last night, ironically, 
and they pretty much were the aggressors the entire game. The Lakers came out, hit the shots. They bullied the Suns inside. The Suns just don't have the size to match up with Anthony Davis, one. Andre Drummond, two. Like, those two in the paint at the same time, that's trouble. You know, one can take a shot and just throw it up. The other one's going to go clean the rebound up. So, it's it's going to be tough for the Suns if they've ended up matching up with them. I mean, we have, what, a few days left. I think this is the final week of the this regular season for the NBA and good luck to the Suns. Like you're not gonna be able to score on the perimeter in playoff basketball all series. It's not gonna happen. What do you think of the playoff race overall? I think it's pretty pretty tight. It's tighter than I thought it would be as far as the you know, nine nine through six seed you know those are about four games apart and also the the second through fifth seed is about you know five to six games so it's it's unique i like the matchups we'll have uh some some good basketball early and hopefully we can get all the players that are injured back healthy in time for playoffs and we get some some exciting basketball you know, the thing that's kind of a bummer is, you know, when you look at the guys who are kind of in the, the race to get the worst spots in the draft, the Wolves have been winning their way out of these spots. Um, I believe they just beat the Magic, which then got them tied with 21 wins with, I believe, the Magic, the Cavs, the Pistons are at 20 wins. So they're not, they're still sitting pretty comfortable. They're sitting at two. Then we got the Thunder and ourselves. We are literally playing ourselves out of a possible top three lottery pick, depending on how the cookie crumbles in the lottery. Just good or bad? Uh, I mean, obviously the Wolves are trying to show that they're they're competitive at this point. You know, they're beating up some teams they should beat up as well. They're competing with some some good teams also. I mean, at this point. You know, you're young, you're rebuilding. It's the end of the season. I mean, it's it's a close race, but, you know, you're going to get a top five, top ten pick either way. So I don't think it's that big of a deal for the Wolves, but whoever they get will just add to the value of the team, and they'll be young. So they have a pretty young core already. Well, they won't because if that pick's outside the top three, it's Golden States. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. If, they, if they're outside the top three – they don't keep their pick anyways. It's Golden State's. Oh, well, yeah. They're probably going to be right outside of that. <laughs> yeah. It looks like, what, the Rockets? Right yeah, now, the Rockets they're the technically. Rockets Pistons. Yeah, right now, they are technically. So, so they're about close to third, tied for third. Yeah, tied for third, but I think they're the back end of that. So they're really sitting at six. Yes, I see the yeah the Magic Cavs are tied for the same record as with, with the Wolves as well. Yeah, it's 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 no. So they're good. close. It's no. I guess good. It, it depends on the rest of their schedule. They got a couple games still, so we'll see how they end up. Who knows? It'll be interesting. I I pray to the basketball gods that they help out our Wolves because we need all the help we can get. Even if we're just a top three pick, please let us get one of them. 
time to. Please, please. All right, man. <laughs> well, that's a wrap this week. I appreciate you coming back on. Yeah, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. We'll be back on here with some some guests sometime soon, and uh, get, get the show back rocking. Let's get it going, baby. Yeah.